If you're listening to my podcast, a lot of the times we cover some dark, deep, heavy stuff, right? And I come with that naturally because I suffer with PTSD. And that PTSD has happened through a lot of different variables. A lot of things have happened. And if you're somebody who's listening to this podcast and is dealing with that too, and you are suffering with um, thoughts of suicide or thoughts of depression, please call the uh, emergency um, suicide and crisis lifeline at 988. They will give you the resources you need to talk these things out, try to find a new baseline, um, give you the resources you need to get out of these kind of situations that you find yourself in. And if you're listening to this podcast and it resonates or you're listening to this podcast and it is triggering you, let me just tell you this. Nothing is going to soften the blunt of your suffering but yourself. So this podcast is dedicated to the handling and managing of PTSD. It's how I handle it and how it works for me. It may be different for somebody else. Do not go into this podcast thinking that I'm demeaning your thoughts or your perspectives or your feelings on the matter. This is strictly mine. Do not let it impact the way you think. And again, if you are suffering with thoughts of suicide or crisis, call the Emergency Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's open 24 hours a day. They speak multiple languages. Call 988. So I want to do a veteran episode right now. Um, I haven't done a lot of content here over the, the last several months, so I wanted to do a couple um, in one foul swoop. And the one I want to talk about is not just veterans, but PTSD in general at large. Post-traumatic stress disorder um, is, is something that could be potentially debilitating. And, you know, we talk about mental health and, you know, like my family is notorious for having horrible mental health, um, whether it's depression or anxiety or um, thoughts of like just dark thoughts in general, just not really having a good reservation of yourself, like just in general, um, this heavy load of just suffering that you kind of bestow upon yourself is a cultural thing. Um, I, I, the, the thing about my PTSD, you know, how I, how I coped with my childhood and how I coped with my time in the service specifically and having been removed from it now for, um, what is it? 15 years, um, long time is really centered around perspective and that's what's keeping me from losing my shit every single day. Whether it's my anxiety or my anger that comes out as anxiety, or more importantly, um, the traumas that I dealt with. Um, yeah, it's it rears its ugly head occasionally. But I really try to put myself in perspective when I realize I live in arguably one of the greatest countries in the world. Um, in my opinion, like, it's all about how you were raised and what you, you know, how your personality is to determine whether or not this country is the best for you. For some people, maybe 
Switzerland would be a better fit, right? Maybe they don't mind that model. But for me and my personality and how it works, I can tell you that in America, it works best for me, you know? And um, having said that, I, I try to put myself in the perspective of others in other countries. Um, like we talk about people in Haiti and how they're going without fresh water. And we talk about people in Africa and how they're doing without fresh water and blood diamonds. We talk about the war in Ukraine at Ignazium on these on these podcasts and we talk about it um, on other platforms uh, we talk about China and people going in you know concentration camps for being anything short of um, uh, what's the word atheist I don't even know what the word is um, people around the world are suffering and some are suffering more than others you know, if you want to go even further micro level down, even in the United States, there are people who have um, lived their lives without parents. They have um, were born in poverty um, and they were subjected to poverty and horrible people because let's face it, there are good people who are poor, but you're going to be surrounded around people um, that lack willpower. Um, they lack perspective. Um, they're angry. Um they feel like they're not being properly represented. Um, and you kind of get drowned in that. And those kinds of things provide perspective of how bad is my life really? Yeah, I deal with these traumas, but it could be significantly worse. Like I have bad dreams. I have dark thoughts. But I have the perspective to say, hey, this will pass. That's first. Sometimes it lasts a minute. Sometimes it lasts an hour. Sometimes it lasts longer. It really depends. But I know it'll pass. That it's a torrent of feeling or thought or emotion that overwhelms me. And I try to take a minute to take a big breath, get a distraction, and then move forward. Notice I'm not making any excuses for that. It's not the reason why I'm not working. It's not the reason why I'm not out spending time with my family. It's not preventing me from getting in my car and going to a store. Some days I'm really overstimulated and I don't like being in traffic. I don't like being in a a mall or a store with a lot of people. I don't like people who don't appreciate personal space. I hate bad breath. (laughs) Like, and every single time I go into a a restaurant or a store, I have to face the door. I have to face the door and I have to have an escape plan for my family because I just don't trust it. But notice it's not preventing me from doing my best. And that's the thing. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is a neurological function that your brain was designed to do to prevent that key thing from happening again because it was distinguishable in your mental profile to remember that horrible atrocity that happened and to avoid it at all costs. And if there is just a subtle hint that that could happen again, whether it's a click or a bang or a sound or a word, you have to be able to coexist in that environment. It's not your family or your friend's fault because you're dealing with something. 
if they're the result of your triggers, you need to figure it out on your own. Now, if they were a part of the trigger, that's one thing. For example, if you had a friend that was present when you were being beat and they didn't interfere and get in the middle of it to protect you and you they were there and they trigger that that event maybe there's some resentment there maybe there's some frustration but hearing them talk about stuff might trigger what happened on that day that's different because they were there and they were a part of it if they're not necessarily a part of it and it's just you being difficult this is where ptsd now becomes a burden for the people around you do you understand and we're just talking about personal relationships don't get me started on the professional relationships i have a woman that i work with currently she's a good person she's going through a lot of trauma right now she's getting a divorce she has some other stuff going on and i can tell you firsthand some days are better than others But that is a form of PTSD. It is impacting her product. It's impacting her relationships. Now, she's not my family. I don't feel obligated to her. She has to figure it out on her own. But as a family member, if you want healthy relationships, you've got to understand that you are at the center of your problems. It's nobody else. And again, that perspective of knowing that somebody else is going through something far more profound than what you went through or are going through is critical in this moment as well. Because it tells you that there are people that are existing and suffering that are suffering more than you and they're still existing. And maybe they are being toxic. Maybe they are imprinting their toxic traits and their behaviors on other people. But that doesn't mean that you have to. You have to be the bigger person. You have to acknowledge acknowledge the trauma. And you have to quit making fucking excuses all the time. You know, I deal with veterans. I have veteran friends. Love them to death. That PTSD man is crippling. And they look at me and they're like, wow, you're doing such a great job despite it all, man. How How do you sleep at night knowing what we did? How do you... How do you... Manage knowing what you did and what you do and what you saw. And I said, maybe it's my personality. It's a trait. Maybe it's my ADHD and the fact that I don't profoundly digest information the same way other people do. It's not that I don't care. It's that I've got 55 million things going in my brain at one given time. And it blunts, frankly, the trauma. I mean, it, it blunted my physical and sexual abuse. It, it blunted my trauma in Iraq. You know, I did some horrible things over there um, intentionally and unintentionally um, because I was a young, stupid 19, 20 year old boy who was still figuring shit out. And there's guilt for that, obviously, but I also put it in the perspective of they put young people in the front lines as cannon fodder um, and they expect you to be normal. And I've was far from that and there was a culture when I was in that you know shoot first ask questions later Um, drive it like you stole it Um, (laughs) uh, reckless abandon Um, and and that was a part of a culture that I was a part of and you get socially engineered into that and when you're in a group of young 
young men be under the age of 35 um, and the majority of them are lower enlisted so we're talking 19 to 25 you're gonna do and see some shit and you're not going to be appreciative of what you did later on um, but again my brain is able to decompartmentalize the reality from the truth and the reason for that is because and I'll say that again the reality from the truth the reality is that somebody's dead because of something I did the truth is that they died because they fired a gun at me or they were in the wrong place at the wrong time or we were both just victims of a moment of circumstance. That's the truth. Was there ill will? Was there evil behind the firing of the weapon or the driving of the vehicle? No and no. Then if there's no ill content and just protection and trying to, in my brain, help people without helping them, frankly, it is my way of digesting the, the truth of I was a 19-year-old boy that was in a bad situation. Did I put myself in that situation by enlisting? Yes. But why did I enlist? There's, there's a, It gets deeper than that, right? Like you enlisted because you wanted to go to college, because you wanted to protect your country, right? And we were socially engineered by our governments to think that the war in Iraq made sense lot to unpack there so that's how I deal with the trauma and maybe your trauma is different and that's fine maybe you didn't go to war maybe you had a bad childhood maybe mommy didn't love you enough maybe daddy was an asshole how do you unpack that for some some of my family members they had a first bad marriage. I think a lot of people can acknowledge they got married too young, right? So you get married too young and you you marry a person and then you have a kid. But around that same time frame, you then begin to realize the person you married isn't the person you married. And you're stuck in a dead marriage. Three, four years in, you get a divorce. Now you have a kid. You're a single parent. Now you're trying to find a new partner because we as humans are incapable of doing things by ourselves. And we find a new partner, but that person has a kid of their own and they've got their own baggage and their own traumas. And now we both have two really bad initial relationships and a child as a product of that and a new relationship between the two of us and this very complicated mosaic of personalities that occurs because of these two kids and these two adults. From two different marriages and now you have another marriage with this other person you have more children and then now you're siloed and stuck because now you have multiple kids with two different parents you're you're doing things the best you can but that one bad decision it's compound interest you know it just makes things worse The reason why I'm bringing this up is because this is something that I experienced as a kid. I was that kid. And I don't blame my parent for that. 
Because when I was 19, I was doing all kinds of dumb shit. Just like I was saying before. So blaming a parent for trauma, if they had no evil or resentment in their heart, I can't blame them for that. That was a decision that was made in the moment without a lot of perspective. It was made out of fear because they were siloed. They were stuck. Got to respect it. Sucks. But life is like that. So what do you do as that child? Do you hold your parent over the guillotine for the rest of their life? No. You talk about it and you move on. But see, as a parent and as um, the person that was a part of the victimization of the person, you have to be emotionally present to hear it and say, I understand and I'm sorry. And it's on the victim to understand that that is sincere and not hold it over the person's head for the rest of their lives. You see how that works? You have to be emotionally present enough to acknowledge that the reality existed, that the truth happened, that we talked about, the reality versus the truth. The truth of the matter is that this happened and I'm this way and I feel this way because of this. And that PTSD that occurred from this moment has something to do with you. Not the victim, not the person who was a part of the victimization or was present in that victimization. They just need to hear it and listen and understand it. And the person that's the victim needs to understand that, holy shit, just because I am a victim doesn't mean that I need to tout it. I need to announce it. That I need the whole world to know that I went through something. Sometimes it's better to suffer in silence. If you're Catholic, you definitely know that feeling. Quit blaming others. Quit it. Your mistakes, your decisions are product of your lack of discipline, your lack of perspective, nobody else. And your PTSD, it's important to talk about it. And it's important for the people that are a part of it to listen. But your truth needs to be this. And I'm going to wrap it up on this. If you're somebody who suffers with post-traumatic stress disorder, it's time to get a grip on reality. No more woe is me. No more, oh, my life sucks. We're all going through some shit, okay? And you're being a brat. Period end. If you're somebody I love and this and that that word bothers you, I don't care. You need to hear it. It's not my job to bend over backwards because you're dealing with something. You need to get out of that sinkhole you're in. And I'm more than willing to extend a branch to get you out of it. But I swear to God, if you try to pull me in, I'm going to let go. Because I got my own shit. So... best way to handle PTSD is to have perspective, to talk about it, for the people you talk to, to listen, to understand the truth behind why it is the way it is, and quit lying to yourself and the people that are around you quit lying to yourself and quit asking so much out of everybody else. Give something back. And I'm not talking about gifts, emotional capital kind that builds the spirit, builds compassion, that kind of gift. 
Quit trying to make up for stuff with a pocketbook. That stuff's just cheap and it's nuts. Hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the week. I hope this podcast brought some substance, but if anything else, it allowed me to vent for a few minutes about some stuff that, frankly, there's a lot going on. Everybody love everybody.